A special edition of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast this week. Special guest, Sanctus Real. Their most recent song is called Won't Let Me Go. I don't deserve this love. Justin and Chris from the band uh, join us, uh, and I mean, we'll start right with the song. What what you know inspires a situation like that? Yeah. We know how we can have doubts in our faith, but what right. what's the story behind it? Right. Uh, this song for us, um, we wrote it. Was it last year? Last year, I think. And it, you know, we came into this um, session to do this song to write something, and it was what was on our hearts. It was looking back over the past handful of years. Um, as a group, as a band, as individuals that kind of weathered this whole pandemic and just everything that's happened to us. Why was it on your heart, Chris? Is there a specific story for you personally? Well, you know, for us, our story as a band um, goes way back. But Sanctus Real, um, a lot of people don't know this. We started, I'll say it, over 20 years ago. And I was a teenager. So I've seen a lot of life. You know, I've I've come from being that kid who would hide a tambourine yeah, <laughs> to, right. to, you know, divert a situation, a confrontation to, you know, having a family and having four kids and, um, you know, as a band traveling the world and seeing change in the, you know, in society, in music, the whole bit, you know, we've experienced a lot of life together. And I think coming into that room that night, what was on my heart was just the fact that through all of that, God has never let me go. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've started singing right away. It was just that mm-hmm. chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a beautiful thing just to kind of be with our producer and just start singing that out loud. And we were like, we should track this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we just wrote the song around that simple profession that I know you won't let me go because yeah. we can say that um, truthfully, we, we really believe that we've seen it to be true. Yeah. So that's the heart behind this new song. And it's kind of neat. Cause in the room, you know, a lot of times when you're writing songs, you're like, okay, here's this hook, right? I know you won't let me go. And you have this tendency to add a bunch of stuff, right? And of course, like we need more lyric, right? Let's do this and then add. And there was just this point in the room where it was like, what more is there to say? Yeah. Right? Like, like, what do we need to add to this? Mm-hmm. And um, it was just kind of like, I think, I think that, that thankfulness, that gratitude was enough. Yeah. You know, for yeah, us. Absolutely. I mean, the world is filled with so much anxiety anyway, as a child, Mm. I I have an anxiety disorder. Mm. I have to take medicine for it. It's, it's really mm. bad. I'm mm. only sharing that because it gets bad. Yeah. And uh, this person, I could not tell you who it was in church when I was dealing with all of this inner trauma because I put on a happy smile and I made everybody else feel mm. happy around me. But inside was so, it was mm. a prison cell mm. uh, because chemistry was all wackadoo. Yeah. And that is a technical right. term. Yeah. <laughs> right. But somebody came up to me and shared with me just something that I, I is easily translated in through Romans 8 with nothing can separate me from the love of God, not even yeah. me, right? Yeah. right? But this image of this is God, this is your hand, and even when you do this, right. he won't let go. I remember passing that along to another young girl and and that was something that stayed with her. We just need that imagery. Right. right. We need the reminder. And the truth is as simple as you're sharing it. I'm yeah. so glad that you left it at just Yeah. Oh my God. We need to hear that over and over again, no matter how troubled we get. Right. right. And I think we're gonna we're gonna have troubles. I think sometimes what I hear a lot from people is it's almost like when you go through something, people are so easy to say, Well, 
two things. One, I either did something wrong and mm -hmm. God's far from me, right? Or maybe God doesn't even work because he should be making things better for me. And I think that is like the opposite of what scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I think in almost all of our songs, if you listen to the theme, the theme of the songs is through hard places, mm -hmm. not like rest. Don't rescue me from hard places. Walk with me through hard places. Cause a lot of times hard places are where Christians are called to like, mm -hmm. how can you be light? if you're not in the darkness, right. right? Like how can you, how can you say that you're a Christ follower if you're not helping people and walking through darkness, even with people? We want to rob our children from trials. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we will they, rob them when we do. Right. Yeah. And the whole concept of won't let me go is, is even in the hard places, mm -hmm. even in the darkest places, even when my heart is breaking, right? Like, cause it's going to happen. Uh, Psalm 23 yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. It's like, even there he's with us. And I, you know, I think, I think there's a reality to living in the natural world and, yeah. and everybody goes through it because we're human. People make mistakes around us. People abuse other people. You're not to blame for that, but God walks with you through those difficult seasons. And I think all of our, we want our songs to be a reminder for people that even though we know that nobody's perfect and nobody's going to get out of this life easy mm -hmm. that our faith is there's a security in it mm -hmm. like like he's not letting you go and because of that you can go through hard seasons and actually still have joy mm -hmm. in a lot of ways we were uh, chatting about this this morning we'd love your perspective because it goes along with through the hard times for example if there's uh, you know especially as parents we might set a bad example for our kids with my lack of patience mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody that uh, is a smoker, but wants to quit or, you know, whatever the bad habit is, however insidious it is, if it's something as simple as smoking, so I use the word simple or just as something that's kind of a, if it's something like pride, it's like a multi-headed monster. You're not quite sure how to tackle it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think there's, I think we as people believe the lie that it's too late mm -hmm. If I've set a bad example for my kids or I've set a bad example at work or whatever. They're tainted. I ruined right. them. I've <laughs> ruined my kids. And and never get past. I just taking smoking, for example. I, you know, if my kids are in high school and it's like I think about trying to quit to set a good example, what's the point now? They've already seen me do it for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the lie, because I, you know, we were I have a friend that uh their mom was a terrible communicator. And yet through therapy and through uh, understanding, okay, I'm not processing things or setting an example the right way. It was, my friend was in high school when their mom changed. Mm -hmm. And and my friend, like to this day, is like, I'll never forget the example I saw in in the repentance and in the, in, the, in the turn and the change. Right. And so I think through the hard times, I think there's also um, understanding that we, we believe lies through it. Yeah. And we have to realize that God's not keeping score <laughs> right. when we have that relationship with him. Right. I don't know if you have any, if that is an example comes to mind or if there's anything to add to that. Well, I think anytime you go through something hard, right. Anytime, or say for instance, you do something wrong mm -hmm. because we all do. Mm -hmm. Right. I think one of the, even in my personal life with like, even my wife, she has a much harder, she, she has great expectations for herself. Right. I would look at her and say, you're one of the most perfect people I know, but she sees every time that she gets upset, right? And it's, it's, it's funny because it's like, it's almost like we stop being human in our brains. Like you're not supposed to be human, right? There's a reason why scripture says things like there's now no condemnation, mm -hmm. right? 
we're going to be human because we are in these selfish bodies and selfishness is the opposite of what God is. Mm -hmm. And, and we are going to constantly be in this thing where if I'm tired and I snap at my kids, right. The, the problem that a lot of people have, right. Like you're, you're talking about is that they see God as a punisher, mm -hmm. right? They don't see, they don't see God as wanting us to be healthy. And so he leads you to health. Mm. They see him as, okay, this is, this is now law based still, still old Testament. And it's like, you did something wrong. Here comes the punishment or I'm not worthy mm -hmm. now to be used by you. And all of the old new Testament, that, that's the opposite of what Jesus teaches all the time. Right. He knows our story. Yes. He knows it. Yeah. He knows that you struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. He knows it. And so he sees our actions, I think, differently than we see our actions because he is judging it based on what he knows. We're judging things based on what we know, which is very limited, mm. but he knows everything. It's, I say this all the time on shows. It's why he could look at a woman caught in adultery, mm -hmm. like a terrible thing, right? It's why he could look at somebody and say, I don't condemn you either. That's right. Now, he didn't say go keep doing it. Right. right? To right. be, to be balanced, but he, you know, we would say, well, you, you did the deed. Mm -hmm. Now you got to pay the punishment. Right. Yeah. Jesus was able to say, I don't condemn you. I know you, mm -hmm. I know your story. And sometimes our bodies, you talked about chemical imbalance, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus knows that. Yeah. And there's so many people listening, right? They, they're like, I, why can't I be perfect? Because none of us, none of our bodies are perfect. If we you crave can't things. embrace your imperfection, you will not be able to embrace the grace there is for it. Right. Yeah. And you, I'm in denial if I'm not acknowledging I'm imperfect, and that means I'm denying my my opportunity in Jesus. Right. Exactly. And yeah. that is no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> is no bueno. Um. All right. Something. But oh, go I ahead. Go say, ahead. No, yeah. There was one thing that he shared there that was so good, and I don't remember it. Oh no! It was really good. No, but it was so good. It was like this connector. <laughs> good. Crap. It will change people's lives. I think it was recorded. It's, it's I think it was recorded. Oh, well, yeah, it's oh, back there sorry. somewhere. That's true. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the the reason why people are so quick to condemn um, is because I mean that's the model mm -hmm. around us, and that's why it's very difficult to accept the Jesus that we know. Oh, yeah. Because it's the opposite of that. Right. So we have the opportunity, though, to train up our children and to share with them by example what grace looks like. And, uh, of course, because it was exemplified through Jesus first. Right. But it, it, this is why it's so difficult for everybody to grasp. Wait, it's not over. Wait, there's still time for me. Right. Right. I yeah. made this mistake and there could be a grace situation in it. It's because... Oh my word, you can't say anything anymore without it being offensive to somebody. Right. Yeah. That just offended me, actually. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I'm offended. <laughs> right Eggshells sprinkled everywhere, and we have to grab hold of the concept of grace in our own families, in our own lives first, so that it can spill out and over yeah. and people can be reminded about, hey, oh, yeah. I can live unoffended. Well, I'd, I'd be curious with what you said, or what your perspective is on, because we've had a lot of conversations about like the balance of, yeah, we live in a world of condemnation. But now it seems like the pendulum has swung so far mm -hmm. that we live in a world where um, me loving you means accepting everything that you've ever done and being yeah. and supporting it. And yeah, it's yeah. like if you, you have an addiction, I have to be like, oh, it's, you know, I support it. I yeah. like you can't ever speak truth into somebody's life without it being offensive. How do you navigate that in personal relationships? You know, I, I mean, I can say something. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. I, I think I don't think it's changed at all. Yeah, I think I think. 
the heart has not changed. Mm. And here's, I think the truth that I feel a lot of times is all of condemnation that other people put on somebody else, it, it comes from the heart, right? The motive, the why. And a lot, we're all looking for value. I think every human being, I think it's, it's kind of, in, in a way, it's what happened in, to Adam and Eve in the beginning. It's what the story tells us. They were looking to be like God. And in some ways they got what they wanted, but we can't handle it. Only human beings have a need to feel important. There's no other animal out there. They're just, they don't know, they're not even aware, right? We have this thing where it's like, how do I elevate myself? And I think what you're talking about, what I'm talking about, you know, we're talking about condemnation. Anytime you condemn or judge somebody, you're, you're putting yourself at a higher level, mm-hmm. right? You're saying you messed up and I'm the one who gets to point it out, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, you know, I think everything is based on situation with this kind of stuff because sometimes people are doing really bad things. Mm-hmm. But I think the culture shift that you're talking about is just people looking for value in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not just about the thing, it's not about right. acceptance. Okay. It's really because they're looking for, for value. And by the way, the condemning has gotten even worse mm-hmm. if you don't think their Amen. way. So in some ways, yeah. it's the exact same thing yeah. in the heart. Mm-hmm. We're just using things in our world to show the heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the heart of man has ever changed. Nope. I think we just have different avenues to show it, right? Like, and I don't, you know, we, we talk a lot about culture. I think what culture reflects right now is the same type of heart it's always reflected. Mm -hmm. It just becomes more mainstream. We have more ways to share, more Mm -hmm. ways to see it. And, um, you know, I I think in a lot of ways, I think Christians, we've lost the selflessness that many times we're we're mostly called to, Mm -hmm. right? That's what we're called to is we understand that God loves us Mm -hmm. and that frees us to lay down our lives. Mm which you can't really be offended by the way, if you're laying down your life mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. the, the King of heaven, I talk about the search for value. Mm-hmm. The opposite of that was the one who needed no value mm-hmm. came and literally washed people's feet. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So he inverted the human scale, yeah. so to speak, instead of humanity seeking for stuff, he said, let me show you a better way. And he laid down stuff and became a servant. He could do it because he knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I love the, when he washed feet, mm-hmm. it literally starts with, because he knew who he was, mm-hmm. because he knew where he was from mm-hmm. and because he knew where he was going, yeah. he took off his outer garment, wrapped a towel around his waist and washed his disciples' feet. It starts with that. Mm-hmm. Literally, he knew who he was. And because of that, he could do this other thing. Yeah. It's really good. There yeah. ain't many of us that are laying all that down and myself included, by the way, but I think that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think even in our culture, that would change things. If we started, if we stopped fighting mm-hmm. in, in some ways, and I think we'd see Jesus more. Yeah. Mm. My dad was talking the difference between passion and compassion. Not that they have to be different or uh, you should marry the two, right? But we, we do find ourselves passionate about our savior. We know what he can be for others. And therefore we are sincere in wanting to help others get to that place where we are in being saved. We're passionate about it. And then we read scripture that talks about sharing that with others. Tell them so that they will know. And now I've got, yes, I've got to do this. You don't understand. And we let that override the marrying of the passion to compassion. Mm-hmm. And and being that, yes, that part of Jesus that, that did the most disgusting, lowliest of servant right. type act. 
snacks and washing the feet. I love that he chose the ugly one. Mm-hmm. He could have said, you know what? I'll slice the pita bread tonight. <laughs> 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 he chose the cleaning of the feet. Right. Take the night off, guys. I got yeah, the pita that. bread. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. And back to a little bit more normal next week with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast.